Good day to you all. Good evening, lovely, lovely listeners. Welcome to yet another episode of The Partial Historians. I am one Dr. Ratness. <laughs> I really do need to come up with a bit of nickname for myself, don't I? And I am Dr. Greenfield. You're... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're toast. Pretty in pink. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> so we left our listeners at uh, rather a crucial point. Dimission. It was a bit of a, a cliffhanger moment. Exactly. Dimission. <gasps> Dead. Just like that. I know. After so many years in autocratic <laughs> power and snuffed out. I just don't know how it could happen to such a nice guy. <laughs> you know, that's that's the lingering question I hold. But you know what? We've got to move on. We've got to move on with our lives. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so... so- Dimission's dead, so who are they going to turn to? I mean, he's executed the people he had lined up to I'm be thinking <laughs> someone young, fresh, dynamic. Oh, yes, I like all those qualities. Mm. Unfortunately, they went with someone completely the opposite. <laughs> what? What? Yes. Oh, the one, one Nerva. It's, it's even the Nerve. name. I know. I'm feeling nervous. Yeah. <laughs> about this whole episode now <laughs> even the name just just lets you know from the start that this probably isn't going to be the best choice <laughs> it's going to get on your nerves indeed oh, nice <laughs> I think I've run out of puns now yeah okay got that out of so who is Nerva I mean if he's the opposite of young one must presume he is quite old he is very old yeah this guy is born around about 35 AD yeah I mean that's that's and... ridiculous that's like going back to the reign of Tiberius I knew right <laughs> and he becomes Roman emperor in 96 nice you guys do the math yeah I'm a historian I don't do addition or subtraction we don't do that (laughs) sorry he's about 60 yeah 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 Yeah. so not perhaps who you'd expect and with no incredibly obvious ties to the imperial family yeah where did he come from yeah who is this dude I know it seems almost like he came out of the blue one might say Mm. and he rules for I'm, I'm sorry spoiler alert Aha, see, I actually remember to do beforehand. Usually I only say that afterwards. Cover your ears. (laughs) He rules for such an incredibly short time as well. He's pretty old. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) He's not completely undistinguished. He does have something. He does have a career, as it turns out, when you start to delve into it. I know, just Um, immediately to the uh, the eye. He's not an obvious choice. No, no. But then the dynasty's been basically, like, well... I mean, the Flavians have been wiped out, so yes. who do you turn to? Mm, Anybody at all, yeah, as yeah. it turns out. Yeah, uh, so Domitian, I mean, as, as uh, our loyal listeners might remember, Domitian was assassinated by what was essentially um, a palace coup. Mm. Uh, he wasn't unlike, you know, say, Nero, who was the last uh, person to rule a dynasty <laughs> that ended uh, rather suddenly. That's um, so dumb. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wasn't overthrown by, you know, the fact that all the armies were revolting or anything like that. Not even the Praetorians seem to have been, you know... Praetorians seem relatively loyal to Domitian. Exactly. And so it really does seem to be something that's quite local. Yeah. Personality yeah. issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rumours the wife's involved. Mm, yeah, I, I'm going to come back to that because I don't, I don't know. I entirely buy into that. <laughs> but one would presume, I think, that Nerva... Nerva's, Nerva's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Well, as as the evidence um, seems to suggest, Nerva wasn't even the first guy approached after the assassination of Domitian. Yeah, exactly. He's just the first one who said yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't people are that. People are a little bit tenuous, like, oh, yeah, will I, I, I won't I? I wouldn't go so far as to say, obviously, that he, like, he planned it or anything, but I think he must have known something was in the wind, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so why would they even approach him, I suppose we should ask. 
Well, that's a good question. I hope you can answer it. Yeah. <laughs> well, his family actually goes back quite a long way when you start looking into it. Um, mm. Yeah, you, you can trace it back to basically the, you know, the days of, the, um, of you know, Mark Antony and Octavian and that sort of thing. Um, mm. That's when his family starts to you know, sort of be on the rise politically. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Well, he's consul himself under Vespasian yes. in 71. And it's very interesting, actually, his consulships because... I say there's very little about him mm. in you know in between these sorts of landmark events. Yeah. You know, he doesn't seem to have been a military leader. But when he does, he seems to have been a political animal. Exactly, um, hanging he's... around, working the Senate. Yeah, uh, and he his consulships are oh. named consulships. They are, and also if you look at the timing of his consulships, it's really mm. interesting because he is the first um, person that Vespasian shares a consulship with. And it's in a very mm. crucial point in Vespasian's reign. It's not like Vespasian's been ruling for a couple of years. It's like, bang, <laughs> right it's off like, the gate. Yeah. yeah. So you think to yourself, Nerva's probably a factional player of yeah. some kind. And then if you look at when influence. he holds a consulship next, it's uh, just after that revolt in Domitian's reign in 89. Mm. It's, it's, yeah. He holds it in 90. So It's one of these stabilizing sort of consulships. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Mm. So you have to think, well, clearly he has some mm. political sway. The and man you go to in a time of crisis. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that he is, I mean, I think, you know, this is pretty obvious and everyone sort of notices about Nerva, the fact that he has lived through so many turbulent reigns, you know, <laughs> Caligula. He's managed to survive the factional politics of court life during Claudius's reign. Maybe he has survivor guilt. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he survives Nero's whole thing. I mean, even though he's, um, he seems to be kind of implicated a bit during the Pisa conspiracy just due to his connections, he manages to come good for Nero, give him some information, get on Nero's good side. He survives Nero. <laughs> he manages to survive the year of the four emperors and come out with a consulship. No like, small feat, really. No, it, it actually becomes more and more impressive, especially since he also has family ties to Otho. So mm. for him to then become so tight with the Flavians, it's impressive. Yeah, to indispensably say the least. political yeah. in yeah. some way. He's a quiet achiever. <laughs> a quiet achiever who is quite old when he becomes yeah. emperor. Um, You're in fact. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, he does some various things to distance himself from Domitian once he gets into the role, which As is you probably expect. for yeah. the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, some fairly traditional things. Um, releasing people who are on trial for maestas. That sounds wise. That, that's pretty standard. Yeah. Um, actually banning maestas. Also, also quite traditional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, restoring people who have been exiled. Oh, happy days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, returning property that uh, Domitian had confiscated. Nice. Mm. And also melting down statues of Domitian that are made from precious <laughs> metals and filling his coffers with them. Which is a real shame because they look lovely in a museum right now. <laughs> exactly. Damn those people. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, even though, okay, yes, yeah, some people, i.e. the Senate, might be very happy that uh, Domitian is gone. Mm. Not everyone's super happy that Domitian is gone. <laughs> some people did well under Domitian. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And uh, and not even that, but like some, you know, the populace don't seem to have been that fast. You know, they're kind of like, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the population under Domitian is not as anti-Domitian as everybody else seems yeah, to be. Yeah, and even the army doesn't seem to be particularly perturbed. No, no. Um, so, yeah, Nerva is... Nerva finds himself in an odd position yeah. where the people really close to him are like, yay, you're the emperor. And everybody else is like, meh, exactly. you're the emperor. <laughs> uh, you haven't won me over yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he builds some granaries, you know, so you know, he thinks to himself, what will I do? Um, I'll build a granary. <laughs> 
um, you know, he gives uh, gifts, donatives to the soldiers. Which is wise. Um, which is wise. Yeah, gives some gifts to the people as well, the plebs, you know. Um, exciting things that Nerva also does, reforms the imperial postal system. Well, I can barely stay in my feet. <laughs> this is the thrill of bureaucracy. <laughs> But I mean, politically, you know, okay, so he's doing all these things, but he is... I haven't even gotten to the best one yet. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, wait for it. Please, go. (laughs) So, often credited to Trajan, but possibly implemented, first of all, by Nerva... What is it? ...is the education of the rural poor. (laughs) (laughs) No... You stop. <laughs> Education is the best way of raising living standards. I agree. I agree. It's very important. Is, kids stay in school. Nerva is onto something here. There's a there's a scheme by which it's an elementary scheme where they they actually sort of do a selection process of promising. Uh, poverty stricken youth <laughs> and, and start to pay for their education and give them scholarships. I, I, I like it. I do like yeah. it. I, sorry, I shouldn't have laughed. Yeah, well, it just. Um, it doesn't set my world on fire as much. I as... feel like I feel like as one of the rural poor, uh, having benefited from a scholarship myself in life, that I feel oh, hey, like me too. I can't, I can't sneeze at scholarships. Nerva might be a good man. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think. Um, despite the fact that he must have some, uh, you know, he must be a bit of a, as you say, a political animal to have <laughs> dodged so many bullets over the years. Mm. Um, I don't think you could say he was a nasty figure. He seems to. I mean, no. But this is the he's thing. a bit more. The trouble is that he comes off as a bit of an old man figure. Exactly. Um, and he, he's, he's already in quite ill health by the time he comes to yes. power. And yes. hence this the short is, This is in no way to, to attempt a fence towards people in their 60s who may be listeners of this good show. No. Um, because Nerva himself was in quite ill health. So, yeah. yes. There's no denying yeah. that he could have ruled for a good another 20 years. He could have if he had been he in better health. <laughs> the fact remains that he didn't. But he wasn't in good health. And, and this plays a part in the way things unfold. Yes. Because it's revealed fairly quickly um, that he has an inept grasp of power. Yeah, and I mean... Or I think, on power, I think I it would have been difficult for anyone, to be honest. Because I say, even though, yes, Domitian was wildly unpopular with certain uh, aspects of Roman society, hmm. uh, in certain circles, he wasn't universally unpopular. And there's always going to be a bit of a difficult you know, transition when a dynasty has ended, you know. Because hmm. um, by the time Domitian dies, the Flavians have been in power for essentially, you know, 25 years. Yeah. Which is a significant chunk of time. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, yes. and you know, and there are also still people around who would remember the horrors of the year of the four emperors, mm. and they don't want civil war. Mm. But there's still going to be all this fallout from you know the you know the people who were informing and you know who benefited under Domitian against mm. the people that were wronged who want to get revenge. Like it's it's always going to be a difficult you know difficult thing to manage. I think. You're, yeah. Anyone yeah. I think would have been walking a bit of a tightrope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to put it mildly, there are some people with their noses out of joint, for Absolutely. sure. And it turns out the Praetorians are one of them. Mm, dangerous mm. group to be on the wrong side. <laughs> They're not happy campers after the assassination of Domitian. And they actually start to call for the execution of the conspirators. Yes, who had who had taken part in Domitian's uh, assassination. Mm. Now, and this is a kind of a curious thing, because I, I was actually reading that um, this, this, I suppose, revolt for want of a better term, uh, this Cons- rising. Conspiracy. Indeed. It doesn't happen immediately. No, no, it's a bit of a slow burn. Yeah, and, and that's uh, that's what's you know, sort of interesting. I've heard it suggested hmm. that perhaps this was all a bit of a front. Ooh. Perhaps someone, <coughs> Trajan, 
<laughs> was behind it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I've heard these things as well. Uh, have you now? Yes. And what is your yes. take on it, Dr. G? Well, Trajan ain't anywhere near Italy right now. Well, no. But he would have had have to be... To be? <laughs> well, I guess... It was the... a year in the making. <laughs> once the imperial postal system has been reformed, <laughs> I suppose the messages could get sent a lot quicker from Germany. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I find it a little bit... A little bit. I don't. I don't know that I want to believe it. Um, mostly because I really like Trajan. <gasps> You're a Trajan fan girl. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Um, not much for the face, but the the bare chest of Trajan. Mm, and while hear, that might be accentuated a little bit in the sculpture, his military prowess. Yeah, come on, yeah, it's I know quite what that's quite, quite yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, in any case, yes. Um, I quite like Trajan overall. So. So whether he was involved so in this or not... I'm going to suggest that he's probably not involved. Okay. Um, but that's just my personal bias. One, because he's a little bit far away mm-hmm. to be an effective sort of instigator or instrumental part of it. He might have known about it, mm-hmm. um, but if he's directing people, like he's a long way away from the action. Mm. And things would have gotten out of his control really early on, I would have thought, anyway. Well, what about the fact that... Basically, Nerva doesn't have any ears himself that he can really reach for. And that's how we know he's a real political animal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Clever. Yeah. Dude, where yeah. are the children? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't got time for um, children. So when all this, when things start to turn sour for him, mm. um, and he does settle things seemingly by nominating the person that's going to succeed him, i.e. Trajan, mm. right? Is that perhaps a sign that maybe Trajan was like, dude, put my name forward, put me down. <laughs> is it? Or is it... <laughs> Historians tend to be baffled by the choice of Trajan. This is as, what I mean. You know. The adoption of Trajan yeah. as, as Nervous Son yeah. um, does prompt a, a certain amount of speculation, as it should, because he doesn't seem like the relevant or likely or best choice, really. Mm. Um, but I suppose it depends on how much you want to um, tie in Trajan pressuring Nerva. And I suppose... If you wanted to read that conspiracy of the Praetorians, and and I'm I'm not going to let you go, dear listeners, before I give you the details yeah, of the sorts of things that details, that yeah. happened with this. Yeah. Um, but if Trajan is putting pressure on Nerva in particular ways, mm. then I suppose that that would be an easy way of explaining this scenario. Mm. Um, and a part of our issue is source material yeah, as much as anything much. else. Yeah. So we've we've kind of reached what is like a hole. Oh, yeah. in terms of evidence. You've run out of um, if it sounds, I know. I'm, if it I'm devastated like, too. <laughs> if, it, yeah, if it sounds like we're talking really speculatively, it's because we've got no option at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, never, um, again, never rules for such a short amount of time, though. I mean, what are the mm, odds that there's going to be some contemporary yeah, source yeah. writing about it? We don't have much. And the source that I have with me um, comes from the 4th century AD, which is not going to be particularly helpful I suppose. <laughs> hey, uh, well, we've got to go on then. <laughs> Hit me with it. Uh, the Epitome de Seresibus, ah. um, which is a compilation piece mm. of some kind. Um, <laughs> but it does have some interesting details. Do tell. How about Nova? Mm. Um, so when Domitian's murderers were being called to execution, sure. Nerva was so consternated that he was unable to keep from vomiting. Well, that's the thing. He, t- he tried but he to was, actually protest he was, it, didn't he? He, he was like, actually ill, so I don't right. know if the vomiting's a reaction to the I thing. I do or... remember Dio saying that one of his health problems was the fact that he actually just constantly vomited up his food. Yeah. <laughs> but according to our source material... Sure. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> this vomiting is related to um, the the suggestion that these uh, murderers should be executed. Well, let's just see. It never did actually, I think, put up a bit of a protest. He didn't just go, yeah, mm. sure, you've got a sword. I'll do whatever oh, yeah, you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it says here he vehemently objected, saying that it was more fitting to die than to befoul the authority of Imperium as a result of the authors of the power that he was to acquire having been betrayed. That's sweet. Mm, very nice. <laughs> but the soldiers... The Praetorians. Yeah. With the princeps ignored. Sorry, Nerva. <laughs> slaughtered those they sought. Petronius with a single blow, but Pathinius after his genitals had been torn out and shoved into his mouth. I'm sure all our male listeners will be cringing at this point in time. Sorry, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, and with Casperius bought off by means of huge payments. Mm. And this wasn't the only time that there was... Well, I mean, to, well, to add insult to injury, the yeah. Praetorians then drag Nerva out in front of everybody exactly. after they've killed these guys. Yeah. And they get him to go out and publicly thank the Praetorian for, for taking it, this yeah. action. Revealing, <laughs> revealing Nerva's power to be precisely what it is. A hollow shell encased by an old man who oh. isn't feeling too good. <laughs> It's feeling a little queasy. <laughs> the sight of so many people. It could only be made more poignant if at that moment after the apology to the people, Nova had vomited. <laughs> really. So you can it just feels so bad for the guy yeah, now. You can understand why Nova needed felt the need to shore up his position because he'd he needed been so somebody, exposed. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd been so exposed. Um, that there was really no recovering from that, even for a political animal like Nerva. <laughs> no, he was smart enough to know that there was no going back. He was probably well aware that his ill health was a contributing factor here. Absolutely. Um, and he must have known he wasn't long for the world. I mean, you yeah. know, he survived a goodly amount of time. And he chooses Trajan. Now, uh, I've got a chart here, which I've drawn up. And I, <laughs> obviously, I can't show it to you listeners. So that's She's not lying. I can that's testify that's that she quite unfortunate. <laughs> Werner Eck, uh, a great German scholar, has put together all sorts of things to do with the interconnections between Nerva and various key players of his rule. There does seem to be a direct connection to Trajan, but I think that's mostly because he adopts him. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, Nobody knows say. how they're connected yeah. really before that. <laughs> Well, we might. I suppose our listeners might recall that we have mentioned Trajan once before. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. When we were talking about Domitian, mm. people with eager ears mm. might have noticed that um, Trajan was one of the few people mm. that came to Domitian's aid mm. during the revolt of 89. Yes. And now, as it turns out, his services weren't exactly needed, but he was <laughs> but still he there. Was there. Yeah, he was Very there. Very loyal. Exactly. Trajan actually has something of a military reputation exactly yeah he is definitely a military guy unlike nerva mm. um he cuts his teeth with his father in the east oh i'm actually <laughs> gonna say something about his teeth for a second now. Like, oh, that's actually quite that was a tiny interesting. yeah <laughs> actually, you know something about Ooh, yeah teeth. <laughs> do tell how did you find that out this is new evidence yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is kind of funny, but it, it is so important because basically this this beginning with Nerva and Trajan mm. is the beginning of our next little series. It's not exactly, I don't know if you exactly call it a dynasty per se, <laughs> but it is... A duopoly, yeah. I don't know. But it is, um, it is what people often refer to as the adoptive emperors. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes. We're moving into a new time period. Yeah, so a no, new epoch in the principate itself. Yeah, the idea is that no longer shall you have rules by people like Domitian or Nero or Caligula because mm. it won't just automatically go no. to an heir that's related by blood. Yes, and this is our first example to set 
the standard, if you like. Yeah. Now, admittedly, who knows what Nova would have done if he'd actually had any heirs he could have reached for. Yes. And the other thing to keep in mind is it's not really clear, like, if Nova... Nova, yes, in hindsight, sets the precedent yes. for this adoptive emperor's uh, strategy. Yeah. But whether that would have been a continuing sort of situation if Trajan hadn't turned out to be quite as awesome as he is... True. Um, ...is anybody's guess. Yeah, because I mean, it starts off with a bang, let's face it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it does start off well. And, I mean, even then Trajan himself doesn't really have any heirs to turn to so continues on you know it is yeah <laughs> try as he might he yeah. has no heirs <laughs> this seems to be a particular problem with dynasties i, I don't know how it like that i know god the romans are all like famous for having sex 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 and yet, where are the babies babies <laughs> where are babies, the babies? <laughs> nobody's having the babies yeah so Trajan is a good choice in the sense of he has that military backing mm. which for someone who's feeling a little uneasy, a little queasy, a little tuppleovery. <laughs> yeah. Would shore up the rule. But as it turns out, Nerva doesn't really need him for that long. <laughs> well, it's pretty clear that, that Nerva and Trajan know each other. Yeah. How intimate they are as allies is anybody's guess. But, I don't get the feeling they know each other super well. Well, one of the first things that Nerva does when he becomes emperor is yeah. actually appoint Trajan as the governor of Germania Superior. Well, yeah, but does that say, like, we're best buds? I don't know. No, not yeah. necessarily. <laughs> but it's quite possible that Nerva was advised by people close to him that Trajan would be a good choice for this. True. And it may also then, therefore, be the case yes. that those same people also advise Nerva to perhaps adopt Trajan. Very true, very true. Yeah, so we, I guess we can basically leave you with um, Nerva's perhaps not unexpected expiry. <laughs> Well, so so Nerva adopts Trajan. He makes yeah. a public announcement. Yeah. Trajan's in Germany, where he's supposed to be. Um, and he's hanging around, and he starts to make his way slowly back to Italy. Mm. He doesn't make it in time. Mm. Convenient. Mm. Well, <laughs> I don't think it is convenient, really. Um, Nerva dies sort of within the three-month period of having adopted Trajan. Yes. Um, Nerva dies before... Extremely short rule. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 16 months apparently yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah so Trajan hasn't quite reached Italy by the time that Nerva and he doesn't really dies. hurry back either He's... no he seems to be hanging out doing some like shoring up the loyalty of the troops stuff which is why um, yeah so it's taking longer for the imperial post to reach him because he's on the move <laughs> um, please follow my letter <laughs> to the next army. yeah the next camp now guys next camp um, so he takes his time getting back and so that sort of leaves this sort of like sort of a vacant space for Trajan to just step in mm. and establish himself on his own terms without necessarily any of what the possible rhetoric that Nerva may have used to construct this relationship any further than what he already had. Mm. So stay tuned next time, listeners, because we're going to be leaping from the rather nervous and frail <laughs> rule of Nerva. That's your quick 20 minutes on the uh, exactly. short reign of Nerva. Yeah, we're going to be leaping straight ahead to the exciting and dynamic A much long longer reign of, of the much younger Trajan. Exactly. Stay mm. tuned. Uh-huh.